Welcome back to another episode of the Educational AD Podcast. We'll be back with today's guest, but first let's have a word from our podcast sponsors. <clears throat> we want to thank Violet Defense for their support of the Educational AD Podcast. Violet Defense is dedicated to protecting our world from germs by bringing the power of UV disinfection to everyday spaces. Their patented technology enables them to harness the power of the sun to incorporate ultraviolet light into products and environments like never before. Whether you're ready to implement some of their existing products, or if you'd like to explore researching and developing a custom deployment of their technology for your athletic department, Violet Defense has the solutions and the experience you need. Go to violetdefense.com for more information about their great products. We also want to thank Sideline Interactive. You've heard me say that we have a Sideline Interactive video score table in our gym, and it is just fantastic. You really need to check them out. You know, it's becoming harder and harder to fund an athletic department these days, but Sideline Interactive's indoor scoring tables and video boards can generate $10,000 or more every single year, while also creating excitement in the gym and the ultimate game day experience for your athletes. Go to sidelineinteractive.com or call them at 832-786-0302 to schedule a live web demo and see their tables and boards in action. You can also email them at sales at sidelineinteractive.com for more information. That's sales at sidelineinteractive.com. You really need to check them out. We also want to thank Wall of Fame by Vital Signs. You know, they are on a mission to bring your school's legacy to life. They provide a variety of interactive touchscreen video consoles and an extensive library of templates to make it easier than ever to recognize the athletic achievements of your students, both past and present. For ideas on how to showcase your school's diverse history, along with your proudest moments, visit vitalsignswalloffame.com or learn more and get started with your own digital Wall of Fame tribute. Call them at 614-981-3589 or email them at sales at vitalsignswalloffame.com. That's sales at vitalsignswalloffame.com. We also want to thank Huddle. Remember, at Huddle, we power sports. More than 180,000 teams, including some of the best in the world, use Huddle to elevate the play of their teams and their athletes using video and analytics. Huddle's the complete performance platform. They have online tools, mobile and desktop apps, smart cameras like the Huddle Focus. Of course, there's analytics and a whole lot more. Huddle's built for every level of play, from club and youth teams all the way through high schools and colleges, and even professional programs have been using Huddle to raise the level, level of play for their teams. You're in pretty good company with over 6 million users, including your student athletes, a lot of their parents, and the coaches of the college and university teams that you're trying to get your kids recruited to. If you want to find out more about what Huddle can do for you or how your school can become a Huddle school, go to Huddle.com and talk to their professionals. Remember, at Huddle, we power sports. We also want to thank our good friends at Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack as they sponsor the Athletic Director Toolbox segment 
of our podcast. Athletic surveys by Lifetrack are a quick, easy, and affordable way for you to collect comprehensive data that allows you to evaluate and improve your entire athletic program. Athletic surveys by Lifetrack also connects you with the 95% of the parents and the players who really love your program. And it gives them a voice to help demonstrate the importance that a positive athletic experience has for them. Go to Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack and check out their testimonials, and then give them a call at 1-800-738-6466, or you can email them at info at athleticsurveys.com to get started. If you've never used a survey to take the pulse of your parents or your student-athletes, you're really missing out. Talk to the pros at Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack and let them help you take your athletic program from good to great. And we also want to thank Hometown Ticketing for their support of the Educational AD Podcast. Hometown Ticketing is the leading digital ticketing provider to schools and colleges. You can learn more about what Hometown Ticketing can do for you and your athletic program by going to hometownticketing.com. Hometown Ticketing, simple and easy online ticketing. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of the Educational AD Podcast. We've got a really cool guest today, Dominique Salinas. Uh, I met Dominique, uh, I've worked with Dominique uh, multiple times uh, in the past year uh, at Florida State University athletic events, primarily cross-country races, including some pretty high-powered championship events. Um, Dominique is, uh, she's got a tremendous athletic background. Uh, she's currently finishing uh, a second master's degree, uh, this one in sports psychology at Florida State University. Um, she already has a master's in uh, marketing and management from Duke University. Yeah, I said Duke University. Uh, and she got her undergraduate degree at Duke, where she was also uh, starring as a softball player on the, the Duke University softball team. She also works uh, with the Florida State University Athletic Department's Facilities and Events Department, where she supervises a crew and that's where I first saw her. We were both working. She was working, supervising her crew. I was working as an official. Uh, we were both at the same spot. And I was just very, very impressed with her leadership, her management, uh, working with some people uh, that sometimes needed a little bit of supervision. But she just did a great job. Um, and on top of that, she also founded and operates her own company. Uh, we're going to talk about all of those things. But uh, Dominique, welcome to the Educational AD Podcast. Thank you so much for having me on here. It's, it's a great opportunity. Uh, well, we, we scheduled this a while back. I've been looking forward to it. So let's jump right in. Uh, we always like to let our listeners have a chance to get to know our guests. So uh, I shared a little bit, but, you know, tell us, uh, you know, that bio, you know, where you were born, where you grew up, where you went to school and, and kind of how your path has led you to your current stop at Florida State University. All right, so I'm born and raised Corpus Christi, Texas, which if many of you don't know, it's South Texas, about three hours from the border there. And um, my whole life, I've kind of been surrounded by athletes. So my, my mom and dad, my mom did cross country at AM Kingsville. My dad played baseball there as well. So 
kind of growing up, it was that athlete mentality that they instilled in me, um, which I have one uh, sibling. He currently is on the baseball team at Kansas State right now. And so growing up here, I went to Richard King High School and there I played four, four varsity sports as a freshman and it was softball, basketball, cross country and track. And before I, I tell you how I got to that um, Duke to play softball, I want to say the story started um, with my love not being for softball. So actually a year before high school, uh, my grandpa, he was like, Dom, why don't you try out for the softball team? Maybe you'll make varsity. And I had some bad feelings towards softball because when I was 10, my cousin's baseball team needed a player. My dad told me to jump in there and I got hit by that first pitch. So from then on, I vowed never to play. And so that conversation came up um, I, right before my freshman year of high school, gave it a chance, ended up doing really well, grew my love from there. Um, and so from there, my recruitment journey was very late. Uh, I was my junior year of high school is when I first started getting introduced to colleges. And in softball, for most people, that starts about your eighth grade freshman year. So late bloomer playing catch up there. Um, I was getting recruited by Ole Miss and by Notre Dame at the time. And so I decided to go to Ole Miss. I played there, there for a year and a half. And then um, heard about Duke starting a softball program. And I thought that would be a unique opportunity to get not only get a degree from there, but be a part of team one at Duke. So that um, sparked my interest to want to go there. So I transferred there, um, basically learned how to, to start a program from the ground up and be their foundation, be that upperclassman. There was no seniors. So all the transfers came in. We kind of had to step into that role. Um, fulfilled all my years of eligibility there. So last year, I just finished my, my career this past June. So I'm a new regular student. And um, my last year of eligibility was a graduate opportunity because of COVID. And so after completing my undergrad at Duke in a psychology master's and marketing and management certificate, I decided to go into the Fuqua School of Business uh, to do a 10 month master program there. And while I was there, I started my own clothing business. So during COVID, when everyone was at home, I kind of got a sewing machine out and said, you know what, I want to teach myself how to sew. And so I, instead of buying expensive sweatpants, I wanted to make them on my own. So I learned how to make them from scratch. I taught myself how to sew, ended up wearing these cool pants that I'll show you all later on. And people just kind of asked where I got them from. And, and that's kind of what sparked my inspiration to kind of put them on the market for others uh, while also being in the business school. So learning from the business school how to run a business while starting up my own, while also completing my last year at Duke for eligibility on the softball team. So it was a lot going on. Um, then following that, I've, I've always had a passion of mentoring, kind of giving back to the athlete community. And so that's kind of what got me going into the sports psychology dire direction in that route. Um, so I landed at Florida State because of their, their astounding program in sports psychology. Um, so I'm currently in my first year master's for that. Um, and, and then being a part of the athletic program there, working with their game operations. And so that's kind of a, a little quick summary of the road that got me to Florida State today. Yeah, boy, you, you always hear these, um, you know, 
tales of woe about today's generation. And, you know, it's, it's the same year after year after year, but, you know, here's, you know, someone like yourself, you know, not just a, a student at a school like Duke, but, you know, um, playing on uh, division one athletics and, and taking that leadership role, as you mentioned, is that transfer, uh, you know, getting your master's working in the uh, athletic uh, department, because you did facilities at Duke as well. Uh, and now, you know, not just one, but getting that uh, multiple master's degree. Very impressive. Share a little bit about um, some of the things that you did at Duke and also you're doing now at Florida State in the area of, you know, athletic facilities and management, because every athletic director uh, that listens to our program, you know, they're doing that. They're setting up for events. So what are some of the things that you do, uh, you know, with, with your crew? So back at Duke, we were in charge of, and it's similar to Florida State, but basically making the best game day experience that we can for fans to come and talk about for the rest of their lives. And so for some, they can look at this job and say, man, it's hard work. And it's the grimy part. And, and it's the behind the scenes stuff that doesn't really get recognized. And that's one perspective. But if you look at it in a totally different light, you're creating something that people are going to talk about forever. And so I can see this, and it's very prevalent at Duke and at Florida State, that the operations and management team takes great pride in all those little details, right? So if it's for basketball game day at Duke, all those chairs got to be on that exact line, right? We got to make sure all the signage is upright. There's no tape that's off balance. All those little details we take a big part in. And so I think that um, all of those involved just got to have that perspective, that perspective that what you're doing means something. And it's just like being on a team, right? Every player on the team, not everyone's on the field, but everyone plays a big role. And so just in these jobs, I've really embraced not only being able to stand on the sidelines and watch these huge power five games. I mean, these are ESPN games that you're able to be on the sideline and, and mom, look at me on TV. But I put in those four hours before the game. I stayed four hours after the game, after all the fans have left but able to get that game day experience and embrace that myself, but give them everybody watching the opportunity to do the same. And every single staff member of game operations from both schools has took so much pride in those things, the little things. And, and that's something I really like about this job. No, absolutely. Uh, as you were sharing all of that, it just reminded me of a, a phrase from many years ago, um, you know, directed at high school coaches primarily and ADs, but regardless of what level you're at, you know, the small school, the, the 8A powerhouse, or in your case, you know, a couple of division one uh, legendary programs, the phrase was make the big time where you're where you are, make the big time where you are. And uh, I, I think your enthusiasm, even, you know, for someone who's at that top level, uh, I think is something that all athletic directors need to catch. For our listeners, uh, we're visiting with Dominique Salinas, uh, graduate student, multi-graduate student, and also uh, game day operations and facilities at Florida State University. We're going to take a quick break. Uh, please come back. Uh, this is the Educational AD Podcast. We want to thank Huddle for their support of the Educational AD Podcast. Remember, at Huddle, we power sports. More than 180,000 teams, including some of the best in the world, use Huddle to elevate the play of their athletes and their teams using video and analytics. Huddle is the complete performance platform. They have online tools, mobile and desktop apps, smart cameras like the Huddle Focus camera, 
Of course, there's analytics and a whole lot more. Huddle's built for every level of play, from club and youth teams all the way up through high school and college programs. And even professional teams are using Huddle to help their players perform better. You're in pretty good company with over 6 million users, including your student athletes, a lot of their parents, and the coaches of the college and university teams that you're trying to get to recruit your kids. If you want to find out more about what Huddle can do for you and your program, or how your school can become a Huddle school, reach out to the pros at Huddle.com and get their help. Remember, at Huddle, we power sports. Hey, we're back with Dominique Salinas, uh, Game Day Operations, Facilities and Events Management at Florida State University. Dominique, we always ask our guests uh, to share the mentors that they've had in their lives. You know, none of us get to where we're at on our own. Uh, you're just kind of getting started on your career, but uh, I'm going to guess there were one or two people that helped you along the way. Who are some of the mentors that you've had so far? Yeah, so kind of how I previously stated um, with my parents being college athletes, um, they were definitely the people that when I felt like all the odds were against me, they were in my corner. And so along my journey, they were my biggest cheerleaders, but also like everybody says, their biggest critics. And so they were there to push me, to teach me the mentality of being relentless. Um, they definitely led the way for me to get here to where I'm at. And I will say, um, my grandpa played a big role in that too. So the one that asked me, do you want to play um, high school softball? He's also the guy that um, started the baseball program here at AM Corpus Christi. He started the baseball program at AM Kingsville. And to have someone that he kind of was the trailblazer of, of being a Hispanic from, from this area and doing those things, he kind of instilled in me, not only is it, if you have a goal, go get it, but if the odds are against you and you still want it bad enough, you can get there. And so that kind of was the seed that was planted in my dad, who also started his own baseball business of selling gloves. So we got an entrepreneurial background, which probably is why I'm in the same way. Um, and then, so they are definitely those people. And my mom was the one that kind of dug into me with that academic side. And of course, to go to a school like Duke, you kind of have to have that background. So it was a perfect combination of a, of a dad with that's going to push you in athletics and the mom's going to push you in academics. And then it came out to something great. So, so those were those two pieces. And of course, um, I have a religious background. So my faith my, uh, mentor, my pastor here, um, anytime I felt like I was alone, I'm states away, right? I was playing in Mississippi, playing in North Carolina. And so feeling like you're alone, I would come back to my pastor back home and he would kind of instill that faith in me and keep me steady there. And um, being young, I'm 23. So haven't had that many opportunities to meet a lot of mentors, but I know that the staff at Duke really, really taught me a lot. Um, our head coach, Marissa Young, she was the one that started the program. So a female minority who started the program at Duke University, who also was beating the odds and doing things that I always dreamt of doing. Um, she was the person that I idolized a lot when I was there. Um, she's overcome a lot and, and she put together a staff that made sure that we learned not just to be softball players, but adults. So they really prepared us for the life uh, ahead, life past softball. And, and I told her my last exit meeting ever at Duke, I said, coach, I feel like I can take on the world because of what I've learned here. So I, I'm thankful. I'm very thankful for her and the staff that she put together there. And the reason I'm into the sports psychology field right now actually is because of the sports psychologist, Greg Dale at Duke. So prior to Duke, 
I was an accounting major at Ole Miss. I was real into the numbers, finances, how can I make the most for my buck? And when I came over to Duke, I met our sports psychologist who was all about getting the stigma away from bad, the stigma around having a sports psychologist going out for help. And he worked with us individually and as a team. And I always thought, man, this has got to be the coolest job ever. Like it's just real conversations with athletes. And I felt like with my background, why not? And so that he kind of steered me in that direction. Um, I, I sat in on many mentoring sessions with him. And so he's the inspiration for the career that I'm doing now. And so those are just some, some people that played a really big role into to getting me where I am today. It's always great to hear the stories. And uh, obviously, you know, the parents, you know, and the family you know, had that big back, uh, big impact on you. But I'm glad you mentioned uh, Dr. Greg Dale. He was actually a guest on our podcast uh, during season one. So now you've joined your mentor, uh, you know, as a guest on the podcast. Um, Dominique, let's talk a little bit about this idea of best practices. Now, you've been uh, a member of you know game day ops and facilities and events at two probably of uh, uh, let's say the most prestigious athletic universities and academic universities out there duke and florida state i'm going to guess you've seen some best practices and, and maybe seen some different ways to do the same thing um what are some best practices that you can share with our listeners who, again, mostly high school ADs and coaches, but there's some other leaders out there. Uh, what are some things that you can share from your experiences? Yeah, so a couple of things for practices is, I know this seems like a basic skill, but organization, right? So as a student, especially high school student, I remember always hearing, you should get a planner, you should get a planner, you have a lot of homework assignments, you're always in sports and stuff, you, you lose track of deadlines and, and kids, especially high schoolers, we think we can keep everything in our head. Well, from that simple concept of getting a planner to working with game operations and having itineraries that literally say from nine to 9.50, we're setting this up. From 10 to 10.30, we're doing this. From here to here, and it's literally minute by minute itinerary of how we're gonna start all the way to how we're gonna finish these events. I mean, it just goes to show you that, and that's in a big setting, but individually, I've looked at a lot of successful people that they almost have a regimen, right? So they wake up and there's a morning routine and it's a set routine and they're trying to make the most out of every minute of your day. And so that's just the point of the basic practice of being organized and trying to get a planner and trying to utilize and maximize the most time that you can. All of that just gives you opportunity to chase more goals, to get more done and to be more productive and kind of, kind of lessens that gap of error because you kind of have everything organized there. And so working in game operations and just getting to this level of being surrounded by very successful athletes, I've, I've seen that that is something that they put a priority on. And so that is a practice that I would definitely recommend honing in on organizational skills and just refining that to, to maximize your time there. Um, I would say one more, uh, best practice is utilizing resources. So I know me being an athlete and an, an athlete in general, it's like, I can do it on my own. The mentality of I don't need help, right? I got it. I got it. It's almost like saying you need help is a sign of weakness, right? Well, that's not always the case. So I learned that by having that mentality, I kind of held the stress on myself 
And there's so many resources out there. So for me, it was not only was it Greg Dale for the sports psychology, but there's academic resources that I didn't know I could reach out to. There's tutors, there's other people that coworkers, maybe that have been around longer than you have, that have been in that, that have been at Duke longer than I had, have been at Florida State longer than I have, and they know more about the area. It doesn't hurt to say, hey, look, I got a question about this. I got a question about this. If you don't ask, you won't know. And sometimes doing that is just going to help you get to where you want to go faster and teach you things that you didn't know. So all of those things about utilizing resources and reaching out is not a sign of weakness. It's a sign of taking things on and being smarter about it, not doing things the harder way, but just being a little smarter about things like that. So utilizing resources around you is, is another good practice. Tremendous stuff. Uh, and again, I just marvel at, uh, and, and for our listeners, remember, I've worked multiple times with Dominique on some of these big events. So uh, I know, uh, you know how good she is, but uh, to just hear you share these ideas at, you know, someone who's starting out their career, very, very impressive. Uh, if one of our listeners, we'll do this again at the end of the show, but if one of our listeners wanted to reach out and pick your brain a little bit, um, what's the best way that they can get in touch with you? So I'm, I am on Instagram and I occasionally do get direct messages there, but my Instagram is Dom. So D-O-M Salinas, S-A-L-I-N-A-S, the number three, that is my Instagram. Or if you really feel comfortable emailing me, uh, my email is Dominique Salinas. So D-O-M-I-N-I-Q-E-S-A-L-I-N-A-S, the number one at gmail.com. Okay. And uh, she also has a presence on LinkedIn. So uh, yeah, Dominique Salinas, uh, we're going to be back with some more. Let's take another quick break. This is the Educational AD Podcast. We also want to thank Sideline Interactive for their support of the podcast. You know, it's becoming harder and harder to fund an athletic department these days, but Sideline Interactive's indoor scoring tables and video boards can generate $10,000 or more every year while also creating excitement in the gym and the ultimate game day experience for your athletes. Go to sidelineinteractive.com or call 832-786-0302 to schedule a live web demo and see their tables and boards in action. You can also email them at sales at sidelineinteractive.com for more information. We've got a Sideline Interactive score table in our gym, and it is fantastic. Tremendously versatile tool. Remember, email them at sales at sidelineinteractive.com for more information about these great products. You won't be disappointed. We're back with Dominic Salinas. Um, as I've mentioned, Dominic has quite an athletic background, uh, you know, as a Division I athlete, um, working in the facilities and events management departments of two major universities, Duke and Florida State. And in her spare time, you know, she's gone out and created her own company. So, uh, Dominic, uh, share uh, your entrepreneurial experience uh, with our athletic director listeners, and, uh, you know, maybe they can get some ideas from you. Yeah, so I'm going to share my screen here real quick. And so my company uh, is called Comfy and Cozy. And so if you if you want to search me on Instagram and on Etsy, it's just where I, I make some of my sales through the shop on Etsy. Um, it's So it's comfy, but I put it with two Y's. So it's C-O-M-F-Y-Y and cozy. So C-O-Z-Y-Y. -Y. 
And if you go to that Instagram there, it's where I mainly post all my media. So it can be content with uh, me making them. So the process behind the scenes. And so basically how I make them and you'll see on there is I kind of just started with just a yardage of fabric. And from there, I kind of just sketch out just um, some blueprints of the legs there and then I put them together. And so millennials and people that this is kind of targeting towards is, is they love to kind of have this design of one leg's a different color than the other. So a lot of my clients here and um, people who buy they get one leg, say, black and one leg white or one leg green and one leg blue. And, and this has also kind of been popular in this um, high school scene with, so a lot of the sports teams, they want to do their school colors. So I've done an order for a high school coaching staff. So th this one here is for one. So their school was red and blue. So they got those pants there and even looked into ordering some for their, for their team there because a lot of the kids want to look cool when they're traveling or right before they play. And also being an athlete, we're always looking for what's the most comfortable and stylish thing to wear. So that's kind of what led me to doing this. And it's kind of taken off from there. Um, so lately I've been doing orders through my Instagram, but I kind of went over and made an Etsy here. So here's my Etsy and you can see all the things that are listed here. You can purchase through here. If you want to find the Etsy also, you can go through my personal Instagram, um, Dom Salinas three, or you can go through the Instagram of my um, company here. So comfy and cozy and just place an order here. Um, a lot of these are ex-teammates who became clients and customers as well. Got some reviews here. So everything is kind of falling into place with this. It's it's taken off. It's my little baby right now. And and I'm just kind of going with it and just seeing what, what all that entails. But it's basically just sweatpants, shorts, and sets that combine two different color blocking colors into one really cool outfit. And so, um, if you have any questions about that, if you would like to make any purchases, um, you can you can definitely go through my personal Instagram or you can go through my shop's Instagram. But but get a little piece of this homemade loungewear, really comfortable sets here, and and just look cool while you're being comfortable at it at the same time. It's a little background on my my company there. All right, um, a couple of things. Uh, a long time ago, when I was in high school. Um, that two-tone short look was actually a style you know, for a few years. So uh, yeah, it's, I guess I would say that's retro, but anyway, very cool stuff. Um, do, are you set up? Are you interested in, you know, doing anything like team orders? If a coach uh, or an AD really saw something that he liked and wanted to go that route? Yeah, so I would definitely be up to doing team orders and kind of packaging together a really good team discount, if you want to say, but um, definitely work with that. I I also just added an additional embroidery machine. So if you got a school logo, send that. We can work together to get that on my embroidery machine, and that would look really cool on two-tone color block pants right there. So we have the best-looking athletes in the conference there in the little district there, so I would definitely be up to working with that. Okay, the, the company is Comfy and Cozy, uh, two Ys on Comfy and Cozy. And uh, the last time I tried this, I, I butchered the, the website and the contact information. So one more time, you know, how do they, uh, where do they go if they want to find out more about Comfy and Cozy? So the Instagram is at Comfy and Cozy, and there's two Ys at the end of Comfy and Cozy. 
And if you also go on Etsy and look up the same title, so go on Etsy and you look up Comfy and Cozy with two Y's on Comfy and Cozy, it should pop up. And if you have trouble finding it through those two sources, my personal Instagram, which is domsalinas3, I have it in my bio there, or you can message me and we can get all that settled. But those are three options there to get you to the shop. All right, great stuff. Um, we're going to take another break and come back with some more athletic stuff. Uh, this is the Educational AD Podcast. We also want to thank Wall of Fame by Vital Signs. You know, they are on a mission to bring your school's legacy to life. They provide a variety of interactive touchscreen video consoles, along with an extensive library of templates to make it easier than ever to recognize the athletic achievements of your students, both past and present. For ideas on how to showcase your school's diverse history, along with your proudest moments, go to vitalsignswalloffame.com. Or learn more and get started with your own digital Wall of Fame tribute. Call them at 614-981-3589 or email them at sales at vitalsignswalloffame.com. That's sales at vitalsignswalloffame.com. We're back with Dominic Salinas, um, former D1 athlete, uh, current master's student, and working in game day operations and facilities for Florida State University, and an entrepreneur. Uh, Dominic, um, one of the questions we've been asking our guests um, goes revolves around this idea of, of, of coaching kids uh, to be tough. You know, toughness is a part of you know athletics. It's a part of life. And so my question is this, how can an athletic director or a coach or a leader, um, you know, coach young people to be tough? Um, back in my day, they'd say, Jake, you got to suck it up. Okay. Uh, so how can we coach kids to be tough while also being aware of and sensitive to the very real social emotional challenges that a Generation Z kid experiences? Uh, do you have any advice for us? Yeah, so um, growing up an athlete, uh, it was ingrained in me that the dreams that you were going after and what you wanted to chase required hard work. And if you wanted to get something and you wanted to go somewhere, it's not going to be easy, right? And so not all the, not all the time is, is the things that you want to get just going to be given to you. And so that's kind of um, what pushed me in that direction of finding my why and that kind of like pushed the hard work um, ethic there. So when I didn't feel like giving it my all today, I had people hold me accountable, kind of remind me of that why and put it there. But this, there's no easy way to saying you don't have to work hard, right? That's, and that's just a real life concept, whether it's finding a job, whether it's getting through classes, getting that grade you want on a test or making that varsity team in high school, right? Trying to go from a JV to a varsity player. It's that hard work ethic, being tough, bouncing back from failure and, and not just let thinking it's going to be uh, a road full of roses, right? So um, coming from an athlete perspective, thinking of leadership as coming from a captain. So a captain is someone who's always going to push you right to work hard and may not always tell you the things that you want to hear. But understanding that um, if you're the captain or if you're the leader, relaying that difficult message right so as people we don't really like to hear things that don't sound good so if we're doing something wrong or we're being lazy it is hard to hear it's hard to understand and swallow but if you have that relationship from a leadership to that person you're trying to get through right so whether that's trust respect then it's easier for the person receiving that message to take it 
with the utmost respect and to only not only just hear what you have to say. So whether you come across, whether you're yelling or shouting, but taking the message from that. And I've always, I've come to understand that it's easier to do that when you know that that person relaying the message has your best interest at heart. So coming from a leadership, whether that it's an AD to a coworker or to a student or to a coach, if that person receiving it on the other line knows that at the end of the day, you're telling this them this because you want them to be better because you care about them and you're looking out for their best interests. And that's a little easier to digest and understand rather than coming from somebody who you're like, my only conversations I've ever had at you were you telling me to suck it up. That's a little different. It's a little harder to understand. And, and that's why when I was growing up and my parents were trying to instill in me, we need to, we need to get out there after your game, you didn't do well, let's practice, let's work hard. Let's refine that. Instead of getting on my phone and wanting to hang out with friends, I knew that they were doing this because they wanted me to get to that division one level that I really wanted to get at. So I'd say that behind telling people to work hard and behind telling people to suck it up, you got to have that, that connection and that trust so that it is received. And there are actions that are going to be taken from getting that advice. Wow. Uh, wisdom beyond your years, uh, that, uh, phrase, they don't care how much you know until they know how much you care, you know, really, uh, rings true in that message. Great stuff. Dominic, this has been really neat, uh, you know, catching up with you. Uh, like I said to our listeners, you know, we worked uh, a number of events together, but we're not done yet. Uh, we always like to wrap up with what we call the athletic director's toolbox. And, uh, you know, you certainly crammed a ton of experience uh, into your career so far. But right now, um, or in just a moment, uh, I'm going to challenge you to send out a brand new athletic director on their very first job. But I'm only going to let you put three things in their toolbox. Uh, when we come back, uh, we're going to find out what Dominique Salinas is going to put in her toolbox. And remember, the toolbox segment is sponsored by Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack. So let's take a quick break, and then we'll come back with the athletic director's toolbox. Our toolbox segment is sponsored by Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack. Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack are a quick, easy, and affordable way for you to collect some comprehensive data that allows you to evaluate and improve your entire athletic department. Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack also puts you in touch with the 95% of your parents and student-athletes who really love your program, and it gives them a voice to help demonstrate the importance that a positive athletic experience has for them. Go to athleticsurveys.com and check out their testimonials and then give them a call at 1-800-738-6466 or you can email them at info at athleticsurveys.com to get started. If you've never used a survey to check the pulse of your parents or your student athletes, you're really missing out. Go to athleticsurveys by Lifetrack and let them help you take your athletic program from good to great. All right, we're back with Dominique Salinas and it's time to find out what's going to go into her athletic director toolbox uh, sponsored by Athletic Surveys. Dominique, what do you got for us? So the first thing that, that comes to mind and I think is very big is um, always looking for ways to improve. And so whether this is at an athletic director level, a coach's level, or also a player's level, there's always room to improve. There's always room to grow, always room to educate yourself. 
And so from an athletic standpoint, this is what we try to use scouting for. And so we scout ourselves and we scout our opponents and we're looking for what are things that they've done that have been successful and what are our weak spots that we can improve on so that those are no longer our weak spots. And so something that I do myself and that I would advise to others is just observe other programs. So whether you're a coach observing another successful program, a team, an AD looking at another successful AD and a player, possibly a high school player looking at a college player that is where they want to be, right? So there's always people that are where we want to be and what they're doing there, there's something that they did right that got them to that point. And so this is something that I take, right? So I like to look at where I want to go. If I want to be the best sports psychologist, I want to know what is the best sports psychologist doing? If I want to be the best AD, there's things to take away. And that's all just growing your toolbox, growing your repertoire for things that are going to help you hopefully get to that level and possibly surpass that. But just being open to doing your homework, to knowing what are those people doing that I want to do and where are they, how are they getting there? And so that's tool number one, I would say, is always looking for ways to improve. Um, uh, second thing I want to say for an AD and for coaches specifically is nowadays, um, women in sports is, is on the rise, right? So we're starting to get a lot of publicity in TV. I think things that should have been recognized a long time ago. And as an AD and somebody who is a leader, a coach, who is a leader of fellow student athletes, I think it's super important to equally acknowledge all the student athletes, all the recognitions, all the sports equally across the board. So we see now that women are starting to get that recognition, but if you're an, a leader and an athletic director, I would, my point here is to equally distribute attention, focus, and resources to both sides of the spectrum. And so what I mean by that is if your men's facilities are getting this, let's give it to the ladies, right? So women are, are doing just as great as things. And, and I feel like and it's starting to get that recognition, but just if you can get that, that point across to all your student athletes and have them feel that you are there, you are on their side, you respect what they're doing and those programs and those coaches and those teams, that's gonna create this cohesion and this culture in that school that is gonna be unbeatable. So that's, I think a little tip that I think could really separate some programs from others. Um, just a little side note there for Kind of a tool but some kind of some advice that i feel like would be really cool to implement in a school system um another thing i have is failure is not a bad thing so a lot of people look at failure and and we try to avoid that right it's, it's that's not a good thing it kind of has um bad backing to it doesn't sound great but if we don't have failure we don't have a chance to see that what we can learn in so i look at failure and it's all about perspective right so if things are always going great, well, then what do I have to change, right? But if, if I have failure that comes along with it, well, what caused that and what can I learn from this? So it's not always a bad thing. There are a lot of positives can, that can come from it. And it's all just how you react to when you come across those points. Because at some point, everyone's going to experience failure. It just depends how on that spectrum it falls. But that doesn't always mean great things can't come out of it. Um, and my last thing. My last thing I'd put in my toolbox is everything is a process. So this goes down to all the way from athletes to coaches to AD, but everything is a process and where you want to get to is not going to happen overnight. You're not going to sleep and wake up and boom, you're the best at what you got to do, but you got to understand and trust that by doing everything that you can the right way, by learning, by growing, by adjusting and, and evaluating yourself and others, eventually it'll pay off. 
that's got to be the end goal to know that by inching my way there, I'm making ground and making ground. And so that goes for every level for athletes putting in the reps every day. You're hoping on that game day, that end of the season, you're ready. And the coaches level by, by letting your athletes know that you trust them. Well, eventually you have built that trust with your team by your ADs, the same with the coworkers and the people that are around you. And so just understanding that everything is a process and hopefully that end goal comes around. But this one quote that gets me and that stays with me forever is how you do anything is how you do everything. So how you do those little things and what you put into that little piggy bank every day, it's hopefully going to cash out to something big. And so those are those little points that I'd put in my toolbox. Dominic Salinas, if I was still an athletic director, I would be hiring you on the spot to uh, come in and uh, you know help with our program. Uh, great, great suggestions. Uh, those are going to go into our second edition of the Athletic Director's Toolbox, uh, which will be published uh, probably in July or August 2022. Um, it's been great having you uh, on the podcast. Once again, one of our listeners wants to reach out and get a hold of you, whether it's to pick your brain about athletics or to find out about your company. Uh, tell us all the ways that we can get in touch with you. So two ways here, I'll let you know, um, Instagram, Dom Salinas three. So D-O-M-S-A-L-I-N-A-S three. And you'll find me on Instagram. If you want to email me, it's Dominique Salinas, the number one at gmail.com. And so to spell my name out, it's D-O-M-I-N-I-Q-U-E-S-A-L-I-N-A-S, the number one at gmail.com. And I'll reach back out to you. Well, thanks so much for uh, being on the podcast. And uh, um, I'm going to be back up in Tallahassee uh, this spring for uh, Florida State University Relays. Uh, am I going to see you at that event? Of course. I'll be out there and we'll definitely be working together again. All right. So great. Thanks again and all the best moving forward. Thank you. Thank you for having me. For our listeners, remember the Zoom recordings of these interviews are uploaded to the Educational AD Podcast YouTube channel. We appreciate you listening today. Come back again next time for another episode of the Educational AD Podcast. We also want to thank our good friends at Hometown Ticketing, the leading digital ticketing provider to schools and colleges. You can learn more about what Hometown Ticketing can do for you and your department by going to hometownticketing.com. Hometown Ticketing, simple and easy online ticketing. Thank you.